This podcast is for the woman who thinks she cannot change, the one who feels lost and can't seem to find her way, or longs to walk confidently and find the grace to finally forgive herself. If you've tried it all, given up a thousand times, or wrestle with what you've done and who you've become, you're in the right place. If you've ever searched, how can I ever forgive myself on the internet? Take a listen to The Grace Frontier. As one who's walked this path before, I love to connect with women to inspire them to walk in wholeness and live in victory. Hi, I'm Amy Elaine Martinez, and you're listening to The Grace Frontier Podcast. I'm a self-proclaimed grace slinger and victory girl, and I'll be your truth-telling trail guide on these episodes, helping you to sift through the lies and teaching you how to journey with Jesus, travel light as you unpack the baggage of your past hurt, shame, and regret, identify your pioneer spirit and defining moments that mark you for eternity, and learn to forge your way to newfound freedom, a deeper faith, and self-forgiveness. Each week, you'll hear how you can make lasting change in your life. In these short episodes, we'll talk about enjoying the wildlife, finding the wonder, and most importantly, finding your way through to the other side of your desert wilderness seasons. Girl, you're not lost because X marks your spot. Grace paves the way and victory is your destiny. It's time to get out of your comfort zone and on to the Grace Frontier. Hey friends, welcome to this week's episode of The Grace Frontier. I'm your host, Amy Elaine Martinez. Last week, I introduced you to my friend Eve, the pioneer. We talked about how being the first to fall wasn't really Eve's claim to fame. While many only find fault with Eve's life, I hope that after listening to Eve's story, you were able to see how she taught us what it truly means to be a pioneer, to be the first to get back up again with God, and to make lasting change become reality in our lives. I learned a lot from Eve, especially what it means to be a foot soldier in the battle of life. She inspires me to stay in the fight and be aware of the spiritual warfare going on all around me in my backyard and right out my front door. Like the meaning of her name, Life Giver, Eve's example breathes life into us when we're bone weary from the battles we're facing. Friend, what battle are you in today? Are you feeling worn out and battle weary? when you'd rather feel adventuresome and battle-ready? I'm raising my hand over here, shouting, Me too! Me too! Our wilderness seasons aren't meant to wear us out, but to build us up, to strengthen us, as Christ was strengthened when he slipped away into the desert too. If you're fighting battles on every front or in the fight of your life, then my hope is that the Grace Frontier would be your hiding place, your place of refreshing in the in-between seasons that we all experience. As your truth-telling trail guide, I want you to know that Holy Spirit will be our guide. The way before us, this pathway, is one that takes us on a faith journey. There will be plenty of grace markers along the way, and I'll be pointing them out to you. Honestly, the only one worth following is Jesus because he 
is the ultimate pathfinder. One of my favorite theologians is my former pastor here in OKC, Sam Storms. He recently retired, and he's the author of numerous books, so you can definitely find him out there. I highly respect his knowledge of the Bible and how he shares it so passionately with the rest of us. In one commentary of Hebrews 2, he elaborates on what is one of our key verses today. Let me read it to you. Hebrews 2.10 in the CSB says, For in bringing many sons and daughters to glory, it was entirely appropriate that God, for whom and through whom all things exist, should make the pioneer of their salvation perfect through sufferings. Other translations read founder, leader, author, or even captain for the word pioneer. Dr. Storms says this, The word translated founder is best rendered pioneer. It's used four times in the New Testament, always of Jesus. It refers to one who is first, who leads, who breaks new ground, who stays at the head of those whom he leads. Some translate it trailblazer or guide or champion. Of utmost importance is that we remember that it is Jesus and only Jesus of whom this is said. No other human and certainly no angel is the pioneer who has blazed a trail for us through death and resurrection. We will eventually get into that glory because Jesus has already gone there before us. Isn't that beautiful? Another commentary I read referred to Jesus as a pathfinder, one who has gone before us to pave the way, gone where no man has gone before, to mark out the route, the path for us to salvation. Yes, Jesus is our pathfinder. This week, I want to introduce you to another friend, my friend Hagar. She is a pathfinder too. At the heart of Hagar's story is an intense internal battle of wanting to run away from the hard things and deciding to turn back for the holy thing God has asked her to do. Eve taught us about how to get back up again with God after facing a huge what now moment. And this week, Hagar will teach us how to get back into alignment with God when we've run away in search of an end to our suffering, especially when it's at the hands of another in authority over us. Hagar's story is found in Genesis 16. She was the Egyptian slave of Abram's wife, Sarai. Because Sarai had long been barren, and had not been able to bear a son for Abram, she took matters into her own hands and decided to give Hagar to Abram for the purpose of birthing an heir. She didn't consult with God about this, and the consequences made for a battle that still rages today in the Holy Land between two people groups. When Hagar became pregnant, she had the one thing that Sarai wanted most. And that's where the tension began. Hagar flaunted what she had, and Sarai basically flogged her for it with abusive speech and behavior so much 
so that Hagar fled. Different translations say that Sarai treated Hagar harshly, cruelly, even severely. When the suffering got too much to bear, Hagar did what we often do. She ran away. We find her in verse 7 by a spring of water in the wilderness. More specifically, the Bible reiterates, by the spring on the way to Shur. I imagine she fled in the dark of night and ran until she could not run anymore, running so hard to get away from the hurt. I've been there. Have you? Hagar was on the road somewhere between what had been her home as a slave and her homeland in Egypt. She was going back to the only thing she'd ever known. When I read her story, all I can think of is that she must have been looking for a sure thing in the midst of her uncertainty. She likely felt abandoned and abused and longed for the assurance of protection against the aggressive authority she was under. Genesis 16, 6 through 9 says, But Abram said, Sarai, Behold, your servant is in your power. Do to her as you please. Then Sarai dealt harshly with her, and she fled from her. The angel of the Lord found her by a spring of water in the wilderness, the spring on the way to Shur. And he said, Hagar, servant of Sarai, where have you come from and where are you going? She said, I am fleeing from my mistress Sarai. The angel of the Lord said to her, Return to your mistress and submit to her. What? The angel, who is thought to be a theophany or Christophany, a pre-incarnate Jesus, tells Hagar to go back to her suffering? This is where her story gets really interesting. Don't those questions sound a lot like the same ones that God asked Adam and Eve in the garden? They're the same questions that God asks us today when we've been running so far and so long and so hard, where he finds us in the wilderness trying to do all the things to assuage our pain and longing for something better, a better outcome than the one we found ourselves in, a better way forward, a better plan, a better path than the one we're on, where we too feel lost and alone until Grace finds us and X marks the spot where we choose differently and find that God's best for us really is the better thing we've been searching for after all. Where did you come from and where are you going? Where are you? What have you done? They're all essentially the same question. God is asking us, what's gotten between you and me? You see, God longs for relationship with us. When we're not in in alignment with him, he comes searching for us to provide a way for us to be in right relationship with him. And sometimes that requires us to, like Jesus, walk a path of pain that ultimately leads to our purpose. I can remember a season where I ran from God and tried all the things, and never found the sure thing I was looking for, no matter how hard I tried. Maybe you've been there, or maybe you're there right now. 
what I want you to know is that there is hope. There is grace for the in-between places where we don't know where to turn, who to trust, or if God sees or even cares about what's going on in our lives. Hagar was in this exact place. Hagar ran to the wilderness and God met her there. The same is true for us in our wilderness seasons. God will meet us there. She is told to return and submit to the one in authority over her. The same is true for us. God says his best is found when we return to him and submit to his authority. The angel then tells Hagar she is pregnant and he gives her a promise. She is to name her child Ishmael, meaning Yahweh has heard your cries of misery. Verse 13 says, So she called the name of the Lord who spoke to her. You are a God of seeing. For she said, Truly here I have seen him who looks after me. One translation said that the way that Hagar responds in this situation is like she's saying, Would I have looked here in the wilderness for the one who sees me? She is surprised to have found him there. She found the wonder in the wilderness, and we can too. God's kindness and goodness and mercy is found in the wilderness. What we've deemed a dry and deserted place is filled with the wonders that only God can give. Hagar gives the name Elroy to God. The God who sees me. Isn't that what we need to know sometimes? That indeed God does see our misery, that he knows and he sees and he is looking after us in all the places and in all the things. God spoke to Hagar in the wilderness. He gave her clarity, revealed her assignment, and pointed her in the right direction. He made a way back for her. Grace went before her, paving the path back to where she clearly did not want to go. However, Hagar's defining moment was the moment she made the decision to obey, to follow God's instructions and become a pathfinder who chose the path God prepared for her despite the painful process of birthing her destiny. When she submitted to God's plan and obeyed his command to go back and walk out her path of pain, to become a pathfinder in pursuit of God's purpose for her life, I think she looked so much like Jesus. That's what we want, to look more like Jesus. The wilderness is a birthing place. We too will find ourselves pregnant with possibility in the wilderness, where God is preparing to birth in us our purpose for his kingdom. Sometimes we are trying to run from the difficult seasons in our lives when the work that God wants to do in us is to birth something wild and unexpected, just like he did in Hagar's life. The angel told Hagar that Ishmael was going to be wild and many would come from him. And that came true. Sweet friend, 
something will be born out of our wilderness seasons, whether good or bad. Yet when we have returned to the Lord and submitted to his authority, he takes what's untamed and wild and makes it holy and multiplies it for the kingdom. As we fall wildly in love with him in the process, passionately following our pathfinder through the wilderness to the other side. A pathfinder is defined by their obedience in the midst of difficulty. The only sure thing we have is Jesus and his word. When God explicitly tells us to go back to the place we've run from, we can be assured we will find the purpose in our pain. Where God closed the door to the garden for Eve, today he's leaving the door open for Hagar. In fact, he's not just leaving it open. He is saying, walk back through it. This is your assignment. Where Eve received a death sentence, Hagar's duty will require giving birth in a hostile environment and in foreign territory. Sometimes our hardest seasons are indeed the most holy. In the places we'd rather not be, God moves in ways we cannot see or appreciate in the moment. Sometimes it is our birthing season. So it was with Hagar. I'm reminded of John 13, 7, where Jesus tells the disciples, you don't understand now what I am doing, but one day you will. I found this verse for what felt like the very first time when I watched my prodigal drive away from the path I believed God had destined for him to be on. As he literally drove his car away with what looked like no future hope for him, As he ran away from God in that season, all I could do was watch, not understanding how God could bring any good whatsoever from the situation we found ourselves in with him. I'm still waiting for Gabriel's return, and that's the reason I want to be a pathfinder like Jesus, like Hagar, so that I can mark out a route of return, a pathway back for him and for others, for you, to find your way to God for the very first time or back to God after you've run away. Because that's what a pathfinder does. She leads the way so that others can follow. And you know she's a sure thing, a safe bet, because she's following Jesus in her everyday life. Friend, my question for you today is this. Who's following you? Who's looking to you to guide them out of the darkness and into the light of God's goodness, mercy, and grace? The angel of the Lord didn't have to ask Hagar to change anything but her attitude. He met her right where she was at and pointed her in the right direction, to the path that would lead her to her God-given destiny. When we can't see how things are going to work out in our worst-case scenarios, there's a bigger battle going on for God's best in our lives and for our loved ones. When we're on the front lines, God is always working behind the scenes. 
Our belief in the goodness of God is what brings our breakthrough. While we may not see the outcome we desire in the present moment, we can be sure God is working all things out in his mercy, his goodness, and in his timing. When we get back into alignment with God, we will come out of our current assignments with a better outcome. In moments of uncertainty, God is our true north. Sometimes God in his mercy sends grace out to stop us in our tracks, to point us back to his plan and his purposes, to show us the pathway that is often forged in pain and suffering, but leads us in the way everlasting. If we want a better outcome when we come out of our difficult seasons, we must come into alignment with what God says about our assignments. When we can't see, we can count on the God who sees everything to help align our hearts with his assignment for us. When we are looking for a sure thing like Hagar, God assures us that he is the way. Here's your grace marker for this week. With God, the way back becomes our way forward. Let's close with these scriptures today. Psalm 23, 6 says, Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. My prayer over you today comes from Psalm 139, 23, and 24 in the Passion Translation. God, I invite your searching gaze into my heart. Examine me through and through. Find out everything that may be hidden within me. Put me to the test. Sift through all my anxious cares. See if there is any path of pain I'm walking on and lead me back to your glorious everlasting way, the path that brings me back to you. Friend, there's a path back and you'll find it on The Grace Frontier. Until next week, happy trails, sweet friend. Thanks for hanging out with me on The Grace Frontier today. What did you think of that episode, friend? I pray it met you exactly where you needed it to. If you'd like to come and spend some time with me online, you can find the links in the show notes to do just that. My handle on Instagram and Facebook is at Amy Elaine Writes. Or you can check out my website at amyelaine.com. Before you go, could you take a second to see if God would have you pass this episode on to a loved one or a friend? Take a pause and see if he places a face or a name on your heart. If someone comes to mind, text or DM them a link to this episode so that they can learn and grow and find freedom and healing through the words God gave me for this particular episode. And if today's message from the Grace Frontier touched you, it would be the nicest gift ever if you could take a moment to write a heartfelt review on Apple or wherever you listen to the podcast. It helps to encourage others to check out this show for themselves. Until next time, remember that the wilderness isn't a wasteland like the enemy wants you to believe, but it's exactly where God wants you to be because X marks the spot where grace finds you and me.